Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks. Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts, like always. So let's talk about AEW Fight for the Fallen. Here's my review. Here we go. Alright, so you know, the show started last night with Cody versus Sonny Kiss. And, you know, I just gotta say, it was nice to see Sonny Kiss get the big entrance right there before the match. You know, that was a beautiful match, to be honest. You know, after... After what that dumbass fan said on Twitter, making the homophobic comment towards Sonny. It was absolutely disgusting. And it was a great match. It was a really good match. Like props to Cody again for sticking up for Sony Kiss. Especially after the match when they after the match when they hugged and he raised up his hand. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. It's a moment that you love in wrestling. So you know Sonny Kiss had the nice entrance with the uh, Jaguar Cheerleaders. And it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. It was Sonny Kiss' first, probably, probably like his biggest match of his career right now, when you think of it. You know, he was first right there on national television. And they really gave him a shot. You know, on national television. You know, we know we've seen him in tag team action with Joey Janela. But, you know, he did really good on his own. He's very athletic, very talented. Cody... You know, Cody, you know, to be honest, when you're in the ring with Cody, even if you lose, it's still a win for you right there. Because I think they might give Sonny Kiss a nice push. After that match last night, he, might, he, may, he may have opened up a lot of eyes last night. Probably some people saw him as like a comedy kind of act for AEW, but no, he can get serious in the ring. Kind of like how people think Orange Cassidy's like a comedy act. And we know Orange Cassidy can go in the ring. So that was really fun. It was a great match, great opening match to start the show. And overall, I thought Fight for the Fallen was... A really good show in my opinion. It was definitely better than Monday Night Raw. <laughs> but um, I'm not trying to talk about WWE all the time when I talk about AEW. But still, yeah. It was a, it was a good opening match. You know, it was a good way to start the show. I was kind of upset we didn't see Pac return last night. Because I did say I made that prediction that he would attack Cody after the match. Or maybe we'll see like a promo video of him challenging Cody. Some shit like that. But, you know, they did say today, like Tony Khan said, you know, that Pac can't come back to the States yet. So it is a shame. You know, it really is a shame we won't see him probably for a while. You know, said he misses Pac. And they were going to do the whole Death Triangle thing with him and the Lucha Bros. And it's it's just, um, it's a shame that he can't come back right now. But eventually he will. I'm sure Tony Khan's telling the truth. I don't think he's doing it as, like, a work saying, oh... We don't know when he's come back, and then he'll make a surprise appearance. You know, we know we did see like a video of him a couple months ago. You know, uh, I just hope he comes back soon. I definitely miss Pat. You know, I miss watching him on TV because he's you know, he's really good in the ring, and just seriously miss him. But like I said, great opening match to start the show. Sunny Kiss, you know, it's a win for me the way. Even though he lost the match, he won the match. When you think of it, because on national television, the first match of the show. He went out there and he proved himself. He proved a lot of haters wrong. And he's going to be something big in AEW. I feel like I feel like he's going to be. I feel like he opened up a lot of people's eyes. Showing that he's not a comedy act. He can really go in the ring. And he had a great match with Cody. And we'll see where it goes from now. So again, one more time. Props to Cody. Just, i never seen like any wrestler really do that. Like stick up for somebody the way that Cody did. Like, you know, with the whole situation right there. It was beautiful. They found a really good match. It was beautiful to see.
So that was a great match to watch. So we get to the second match right there, FTR versus the Lucha Bros. And I actually was right about all my predictions, you know, from last night. So I was pretty happy about that because I actually, like, had predictions for uh, Fighter Fest. And I was wrong with a lot of them, but I was just happy to be right about my predictions last night. So I went a nice clean 5-0, and nice clean sweep. But yeah, FTR versus Lucha Bros, what can I say? What can I say? This is, it was beautiful. It was a great match. You know, um, it is kind of weird to see the Butcher and the Blade, like, with Lucha Bros, even though they are bad guys just like them. It is kind of weird to, like, see them together and everything. But, um, no, that was fun. That was fun, to be honest. I really enjoyed that match, you know. I feel like the Lucha Bros, they probably, like, they gotta be, like, the second best team. They are, actually, no, they are the second best tag team in AEW. Like, the first one's easily the Young Bucks. And maybe FTR goes number three. But yeah, you know, Lucha Bros, they're, they're just amazing. Like I said, Ray Phoenix, he's a future world champion. Like I said in my uh, predictions episode, he's a future world champion. That's just how I feel, because he is amazing. And to be honest, he reminds me a lot of Rey Mysterio. And he does look like him a little bit. Not because his name is Ray. He looks like him a little bit, when you think of it. He kind of looks like him. He looks like a younger version of Rey Mysterio. A little bit taller too, but, you know, he looks like a younger version of him, and that's a great thing, that's an amazing comparison right there, because we know Rey Mysterio is a future Hall of Famer, of course, you know, imagine that matchup right there, but yeah, but he, he's like a younger version of him, which is crazy, <laughs> but no, like, you know, I, I like Pentagon too, but I do like Rey a little bit more, I like him a whole lot more, but, you know, Pentagon's great too to watch, but no, it's, um, and that was fun. It's great to see FTR get another big win. And despite losing at Firefest with the Young Bucks against Butcher and Blade and uh, the Lucha Bros. You know, um, and like I said, I don't think FTR is going to go in there and win the Tag Team Championships. I think they're there just to have the match with the Young Bucks. That's just what I feel. I don't feel like they're going to... That's just, that's just my gut feeling, to be honest. I mean, I feel like... Because we did see a lot of Tully last night. They were showing him a lot in the crowd. Scouting Cody and FTR. So maybe they're building a new Four Horsemen. And maybe that Four Horsemen is Hangman, Adam Page, FTR, and Cody. Maybe they're going to do that. Because I think that would be perfect, to be honest. Yeah, because with Sean Spears, I don't think Sean Spears kind of fits that right there. I don't think he fits it right there. He has no personality, Sean Spears. Great wrestler, no personality. With any any gimmick he's tried, it just it doesn't work. No, but that's right. That would be actually a nice four horsemen group right there. That actually be would that actually would be really good. Oh, oh, that'd be great. But yeah, the match itself was another good match. We knew it was gonna be a good match. We already knew it was gonna be. You know that was something at the end right there. Um. Um. When. You know Dax Harwood. You know. <laughs> took off the mask of Ray Phoenix and they rolled him up. That was something. That was really something right there. But I really enjoyed the match right there. And especially especially uh, towards the end, or at the end actually, when the Unbuck super kicked Butcher and Blade to get the car keys for FTR. And then we saw Kenny Omega come out. 
with a beer cooler, and we knew he was straight edge. We knew he wasn't going to drink, so he knew something was going to happen. <laughs> Fucking FTR <clears throat> spilling the beer on him and seeing Kenny go crazy a little bit. It was That was something right there. We're kind of seeing, like, and we're going to get to it pretty soon. Like, I think Kenny's going to turn bad soon. Just how I kind of think Cody's probably going to turn bad soon. We saw Cody acting a little bit heelish during his match with Sonny Kiss. That's all I'm saying. So it is going to be pretty interesting to see what happens there. With, uh, you know, with FTR. Maybe they are going to chance for tag team titles. I feel like that maybe when they sign them long term, though, they probably will. I don't think right now. I think they're focused on facing the Young Bucks at All Out in September. But we'll see. And now we get to uh, Le Champion, the greatest professional wrestler who ever lived, Chris Jericho. With the inner circle, Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager come back from his suspension. All in the ring together, Jericho blowing over his win over Orange Cassidy at Fire Fest Part 2. And they had the orange juice. That was pretty funny, to be honest. Jericho talking about the ratings war and everything. And I was really happy to hear the AEW beat NXT in the ratings this week. It's another point for the good guys. After losing three straight weeks in a row, AEW finally got a point. Like, NXT's ratings actually went down this week. And, like, I think I, I think I did mention in the Raw review that I don't watch NXT. Like, I only watch Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown. I don't watch NXT, so don't expect an NXT review at all. That's all I'm saying. But, um, no, I was happy to see AEW won the rating right there. Because they had to lose in three straight weeks in a row. They're thinking, like, they really had to win this one. This was, like, must win. Because you see the card for next week, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if they can win next week's ratings war. That's kind of a tough one with the matchups. We'll talk about that before we get, we'll, we'll talk about that before I talk about the main event. So it's like, uh. but now Jericho's promo, he proves why he's one of the best on the mic, just as he's great as in the ring. Going after Orange Cassidy and teasing the fans, saying, oh, you want a rematch? You want a rematch? Yeah, you're not going to get one. But now we know we are going to see one because we know what happens next. You know, Jericho, after he spilled the orange, you say, oh, this is for your dead career, Orange. And the orange cast come out. I mean, we have not heard him speak, like, you know, promo-wise. Like, with him grabbing a mic and actually talking. Which is, you know, it's funny, but, you know, eventually he's going to. And when he... T- <laughs> when he dumped the orange juice on the inner circle, mostly on Jericho, that was something. And, oh, my goodness, Jericho was fucking funny as hell on commentary in the second hour of the show. He was hilarious. I swear, like, after Jericho was done wrestling, he should seriously consider being a commentator. He is so funny on commentary. Everything he says is just turns to gold. He's fucking funny. It's just Jericho, that's why he's amazing. That's why he's the greatest professional wrestler who ever lived. I don't think it should even be close. Fucking Jericho is amazing. He's got to be, like, a future commentator permanently in the future. I would have to hope so. Because I think that's definitely form right there. Because we know he's going to be 50 in November, so how much longer can he go in the ring? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's an older... He is an older guy, but he ain't washed up. And there's something though how he went from a champion WCW, a champion WWE, and now a champion AEW. Well, he wasn't a world champion WCW, but he's won championships down there and WWE and AEW. So that is something, though. That, that's, that's something. It really is. But no, it's, um, it would be something that I would consider being a commentator in the future, but that, 
that whole segment was just great. Talking about the ratings war and everything, the demo shit, calls up the demo god. That was great. Now, that was like a great promo. That was a great segment. I really, really enjoyed that. And I can't wait for the rematch between him and Orange Cassidy. We'll see when that happens. I don't know if they're going to save it for All Out in September or will they do it on a Dynamite episode. Time will tell. So we'll see. Um, so we get to now to the Elite. Kenny Omega and the Unbucks. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson versus Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus, Marco Stein, Jungle Boy. This was match of the fucking night. That match was just awesome. It was a great, great match. I didn't expect it to be that great. I really, really enjoyed it. And especially with Marco Stunt, I think he did like the Canadian Destroyer to one of the Young Bucks right there. That was insane how he did it. And this guy's 5'2". I've given Marco Stunt a lot of shit in the past, but you know, he can really go in the ring too. Like, he's kind of like a comedy act as well. He can also go in the ring for a little, for a little guy. He can really go. <laughs> that was funny as hell. I'm not gonna lie, when he did the fucking Canadian Destroyer, that was great. I popped that. I love the Canadian Destroyer. It's one of my favorite moves. I always pop for it, no matter who does it. That was great. That was, that was great. It was a great match, and the Elite won that match. Like, it was match of the fucking night. It was so beautifully done. So beautifully done. It was so good. It's like, oh my goodness. And people are saying, like, Kenny Omega really hasn't been the same in AEW. Well, I mean, he's really kind of booking himself. He can, you know, and it seemed like he's going to turn heel because after that match, he attacked Marco Stunts. So you can kind of see it's like it's coming to fruition that he's going to probably be a bad guy soon. And the thing is, the four, if they make a new four horsemen, like an AEW, they don't have to all be bad guys, you know. Because you know Hangman's a good guy, we know Cody's a good guy, we know FTR's kind of neutral in a way, even though they have wrestled bad guys. They are kind of like neutral in their kind of way. But there you go. They, they could be like cocky good guys, kind of like Hangman is. You know what I mean? They don't really have to always be a nice person. They could be a cocky kind of prick in the ring. But yeah. It was um it was a really good match. Really enjoyed it. And I really would like to see Kenny turn heel. Because if we get the cleaner, I know I talked about one of my one of my buddies who says he really wants to see Kenny be the cleaner again. Well he's gonna book himself as that. Like they like Kenny did say like in an interview in his first year he wants to like develop more talent. He doesn't want to make it all about himself. He doesn't want to do that. Even though a lot of people do want him to become world champion. Eventually he will. With a big name like him. And people are saying, like, oh, like, they're making fun of him, saying he said if he went, if he goes to WWE, he would get buried and everything. And look at him, AEW. Well, he's booking himself, kind of, when you think of it. Because he's one of the, like, you know, executive, uh, I think he's one of the executive presidents there. So, I mean, he's kind of booking himself. He doesn't have to book himself as a major guy. He doesn't want to do that just yet. You want to develop all these stars, all these young stars you have, like Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. And you could say Marco and Orange Cassidy. And Sunny Kiss, and you know, and so on. You have a lot of young talent building. MJF too. Jeez, I can forget about my guy. Like MJF, Wardlow. You have so much talent to build up. You don't have to focus it on yourself. And that's what Kenny's doing. That's what I love about Kenny. He's not making it all about himself. It's perfect. And he says he loves team with Hangman. He loves it. And just, he said, just expecting the second year of AEW. He'll be in the world title picture. Just expect it. He'll definitely become world champion. And I mean, to be honest, in my opinion, if he went to WWE, 
I feel like he would get. Actually, no, I can't. I can't say that because they booked. They booked AJ Styles really good. Even though at first they started booking AJ Styles kind of like a joke in a way, because he lost at WrestleMania to Jericho and then, um, and he lost to Roman Reigns twice for the title and then he beat Cena with the help of Gallows and Anderson, but then he finally beat Cena clean at SummerSlam. So that's when it, like it started. At first AJ was kind of getting booked like a clown kind of, but then after. It went along. He got booked correctly. Then he won the WWE title. And he's been WWE champion twice. You know, he's won every title in WWE right now, mostly. Right now, so... It is something. But, yeah. But, I mean, I can't really say Kenny would have been buried. To be honest. I feel like he's too big of a name to bury. Because he's probably the best wrestler in the world. Right now. If not AJ Styles, then it has to be Kenny Omega. But it, I, w- I would say it is AJ Styles. I put Kenny number two then. And people could say, oh, but you said Chris Jericho was the best professional wrestler who ever lived. I didn't say he was the best right now. I said whoever lived. That doesn't make him number one whenever. He's number one in the world of all time, I meant to say. Like, of all time. He doesn't have to be the best right now. He doesn't have to be. <laughs> but, yeah. It was a great match, like I said, and I really hope they do turn Kenny heel, because I would like to see that, to be honest. And then we'll get to the Nightmare Sisters, who faced uh, the two jobbers, I think MJ Jenkins, and uh, what the heck was the other girl's name? Because I don't want to get it wrong, I don't like the jobbers, but let's actually get the names correct. MJ Jenkins, I believe, was the first one. Who's the other one? Like, Kenzie Page. Okay, so I did say Page. Let's see. I mean, with the Nightmare Sisters, to be honest... To be honest, the Nightmare Sisters, I feel like... All I gotta say is that Brandy really improved in the ring yesterday. Even though the match was a short match, it was like a squash match, kind of. Even though they did let Paige and Jenkins get some shots in. Um... I felt like, you know, Brandy did improve in the ring. Seriously. Because we've seen Brandy in the ring before and she's wrestled terribly. But she looked good in the ring yesterday. I love Allie, too. Allie's beautiful. And so is Brandy. Cody and the Blade are both lucky men. Because fucking Brandy with Cody. Brandy's beautiful. And Allie, we know, is with uh, the Blade. They are just beautiful. Like, seriously. They are beautiful women. Like, all seriousness. They are really beautiful. And... <laughs> They they got a pretty funny connection in a way, so we'll see where it uh we'll see how far that goes. And who knows, maybe they're gonna make AEW women tag team championships like they did in a WWE where people say oh they're copying, but why not build an AEW women's tag team division? It's not it's not copying though, it's not. That's what every WWE mark thinks, but it's not copying. Seriously. It's whatever. I thought, like, it was kind of good to see. It was good to see Brandy Rhodes improve in the ring, though. I'll say that. That was a huge positive. So, we get to Nyla Rose. She had, like, an announcement. And at first, when... Here's the funny thing. Because I rewatched Fight for the Fallen. Actually, I'll mention that after we, we find out her announcement. So, she made her announcement by, like, the manager. She says, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'll let, it speak, I'll let her speak for herself, basically, what she meant to say. And it turned out to be... Vicky Guerrero, and I was really happy to see Vicky Guerrero yesterday, I kind of figured she was going to be her manager, because we've seen uh, Vicky, she was at um, she was at the eight, she was at the Inner Circle Pep Rally back in May and it, I gotta say this, I don't mean to bring up WWE again 
but it's really disgusting that they banned her. After everything that Vicky's went through, after losing her husband Eddie back in 2005, losing one of the most greatest wrestlers of all time, Eddie Guerrero, her husband, after losing him at such a young age, he was 38 years old, 38. Just imagine doing that, and they treated Vicky like fucking shit in WWE. It was disgusting what they what they did to her on there. I'm sure she probably well she had to agree to it. She wouldn't then she wouldn't do it then. But it's like really they'll make fat jokes about her. I'm like, what the fuck is this? She's the widow of a fucking amazing fucking wrestler. Probably a top ten all time wrestler in Eddie Guerrero. And you're calling her fucking fat and everything, doing these stupid jokes. It's it was disgusting. It was it was funny when you're a kid, but then when you start to think about it, when you grow up, it's like oh wow, they were really disgusting towards her. Like, why? Like, what did she ever do? It's like, deserve that. Like, she never deserved any of that. It's, it's, it's crazy. But I am happy to see that she is back managing again. Because she hasn't managed, like, in a long time. Like, a wrestler. I think the last time she was a manager of a wrestler was back in 2012 with Dolph Ziggler. Because we know she became the Raw GM after that. You know, we know she was the GM of SmackDown and Raw, you know. Know, different different times but um you know I think she's a perfect manager for Nyla Rose cause you know cause she can cut the promos for her you know Nyla Rose on the com you know when she about the commentary she's when she's cutting promos she's kinda eh kinda like you know like how Taz is the manager for Brian Cage you know cause we've seen, we've seen Brian Cage you know kinda talk he's eh. just Taz helps that out with the charisma but I'm happy to see Vicky Guerrero back. She deserves it. And just fuck WWE for banning her like that. It's absolutely disgusting. If you're, and if you're defending that, if you defend WWE banning her, that you're a disgusting human being. Seriously. After everything they put her through and they're going to ban her because of that? Or like, how dare she How dare she go to our competition and try to, you know, make money for herself and get a job? Like, how come WWE hasn't offered her to come back as a manager for somebody? Like, anybody. Anybody. Why, why can't they do that? Or, or have her go to NXT, right? They could have done that. But whatever. It will be funny to see her back on TV now. It's going to be great. And like I was saying, I rewatched Fight for the Fall, and before Nyla Rose came out, you heard Vicky Guerrero's theme song. So they, they did screw up for a second. And luckily, it didn't go the whole way. They they turned it off real quick and then went to Nyla's theme song. Went to Nyla's theme song. Oh, that was pretty funny. That I, did re- I didn't notice it the first time I watched but then I rewatched so I was like, oh, shit. But no. Happy to see Vicky back, though. Now we get to... We're about to get to the main event in a second. Let me actually talk about the matches that are going to happen next week that they announced. Let's see. Jericho just actually came out with a new shirt. Jericho Demo... Demo, God. I need to get that shirt. Okay, 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 okay. Matches for next week. Let me actually pull that up real quick. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. I just got to get the matches for next Wednesday on Dynamite. Here we go. So we got Cody Rhodes' TNT title open challenge. So we don't know who he's facing yet. We got Hangman Page versus Five of uh, the Dark Order. We got Ovest versus Demente. I actually never heard of these two women until now. I've seen them on TV, like when uh, 
you know, in the crowd. But that'll be interesting to see. I'm actually happy they're giving them a chance. It is pretty interesting. We'll see how the match goes. We know MJF's in action. We got the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And we got Jericho and Hager versus Jurassic Express. So we got an alright card for next week. There's three things I like. The Cody Rhodes TNT open uh, title open challenge. I'm always happy for that. Uh, Jericho and Hager versus Jurassic Express. I'm definitely going to be into And same with the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. So now we get to our main event. Finally it happened. John Moxley versus Machine Brian Cage. We know Taz, he took a shot at Mox and uh, Renee Young before the match. So like, you're in quarantine with your wife. Like, Taz is just amazing on the mic. Like, I love Taz. Like, Taz is great. And it was nice that Moxley did a tribute for Danny Havoc. You know, he had a shirt on. He blew him a kiss before he went, uh, before he did his entrance. Well, as he was doing his entrance, before he went, you know, climbing down the stairs. You know, that was uh, that was pretty nice. That was a good moment right there. Again, that's moments that make you love wrestling. And the match between Moxie and Cage, I thought was it was a good match. And like I said, I did rewatch I watched I rewatched it over again. It was a good match. I really enjoyed it. And I liked how I like how they do that. Like in a world title match, they let like the guys go outside and the referee follows them. Like it's like a playoff rule. Like, here we're not gonna do stupid count outs or disqualifications. Nobody goes to a wrestling event. And pays or even sits in front of the TV as it is and wants to see a count-out or disqualification. Nobody wants to see that, especially in a, a title match. It doesn't matter what title it is. The title is always important because when, if you do that in a title match, a, a, a count-out, a disqualification, that means you don't give a shit about the title. You're shitting on the title and everybody's held on to it. That's like spitting in everybody's face that's held on to that title. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're spitting in the faces of legends. That's with any company. But the match between Mox and Cage thought was a good match. Better than expected, to be honest. I didn't expect it to be that good. I was wrong. It was a good match. And you know, we saw Moxley going after the torn, uh, the, you know, recently uh, torn biceps that Cage had. And he kept on going after it. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, Moxley, he's a fucking savage. <laughs> Much better than that fucking stupid PG version of that, you know, Dean Ambrose motherfucker. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Gotta love Moxley, though. It just be his own guy, you know, and just kept going after Cage's torn biceps, you know, or sur- surgery repaired, surgically repaired torn biceps, excuse me. And I thought that at first when I saw Taz throwing the towel, at first I was thinking that was such a stupid finish. But then I thought because I saw some comments, people saying they liked it, you know, because it protects Cage. He didn't tap out, but Taz was just protecting Cage from getting his his uh, biceps torn again. So then I thought about it and was like, you know what, that actually was a smart ending. It was unexpected too. Like you saw Taz kind of like thinking of throwing the towel, but he did. So I wouldn't say it was a stupid ending because we've seen that before in wrestling too when the Hart family threw in the towel for Bret Hart when he wrestled uh, Bob Backlund at Survivor Series 94. I believe it was that year, Survivor Series 94. So I mean, that was a stupid ending. It was a smart decision though. And like I said, I didn't expect the match. Gotta give him the, gotta give those two props, to be honest. And we know Cage hit him with the FTW championship after the match and the lights went out and I was like, oh I know who's back. I was thinking I was thinking to myself, it would have been really funny. It would have been really funny if it was The Undertaker. Just imagine if he was in the ring and he would say, Oh shit, wrong company, sorry. My bad. <laughs> 
Like that would be so funny if that happened. I would have fucking laughed, but no that but in all seriousness. My guy Darby Allen came back, jumped off the top rope, hit cage with a skateboard. That was that was great to see him back. I didn't expect him to be back last night. I didn't expect that at all to be honest. So it looks like we'll see Darby Allen versus Brian Cage down the line. Maybe for the FTW championship. You know. But, you know, overall, like I said, it was a great show. It was great to see Darby return. That was great. I love, love seeing that. We'll probably see him in action, like, not next week, but maybe the week after we'll see him in action again. So, overall, great show. Really enjoyed Thank you to AEW for three straight weeks of great pay-per-view content right there. I really enjoyed it. Just makes me love wrestling again. I swear, AEW's made me fall in love with wrestling again. I mean, wrestling kind of had, like, a separation for a while. I would still watch... Raw and SmackDown, but it never felt the same. But then, since Dynamite has started, it just—it's made me fall in love with wrestling again. I just really love it. I'm not being a fanboy. I just really love it. I love good wrestling. I like serious wrestling. That's the kind of guy that I am. And they do some comedy stuff. I don't mind light comedy stuff, but when you're doing a, when you're fucking really pulling it, when you're doing a stupid karaoke show like they did on fucking SmackDown, that was like really karaoke. Like, this is fucking wrestling. This is wrestling. Wrestling. Get it fucking right. Seriously. <laughs> Why not? Fight for the Fall, and I really enjoyed it. It was a really good show. The best match of the night was easily the Elite versus Jurassic Express. And the worst match, I have to say, was... Well, it was the, uh... You know, uh... Nightmare Sisters tag team match. No respect to them, nor towards them at all, but it was a squash match. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, it was nice to see them, you know, wrestle. Especially seeing Brandy Rhodes improve. But, great to see Darby Allen back. It was nice to see a good main event. Like I said, I'm going to say for the third time in a row. Better than expected. Did not really expect that match to be good. I thought it was going to be, like, a boring kind of match. But it wasn't. Kind of like Moxie versus Hager was kind of boring in a way. But, no, this match was, was really good. I enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the show. Just thank you to AEW again for putting on great content every week. Thank you. Because there's a lot of wrestling fans that have been looking for great content for a long time. Consistently. Consistently right there. Just how it is. Alright guys, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm actually going to do uh, recent NFL news. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that with you guys tomorrow. Probably like tomorrow afternoon. I'll definitely talk about that. We do have some recent NFL news to talk about. Well, I hope you guys do enjoy this episode right here. Thank you again to AEW. And thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.